Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I am Danny Burke, your host, and we're feeling pretty good on this Friday evening. Bulls get us a nice dub last night. We hit both of our hockey picks, and how about DeMar DeRozan going off once again? When we talked last week, he was 40 to 1. Now we have seen him as low as 10 to 1. More on that momentarily. Let me tell you what we got dialed up throughout the next hour here on the program. 15 minutes from now, another man who's very interested in that MVP race is Ryan Rothstein because his uh, Philly-owned Joel Embiid is a short shot right now. So we'll see how Ryan's feeling about that MVP race. The Sixers tonight with the debut of James Harden, and he's got some thoughts on Villanova's matchup this evening. So plenty to discuss with Ryan in 15 minutes. Then about a half hour from now, we'll be going through the NBA slate this evening. More teams back in action post-NBA All-Star break. Alex Barutha helping us handicap that. Another great NBA expert over at Roto-Wire. So we'll see what he's got hooked up for the slate this evening. So that'll be in 30 minutes. And then at the end of the show, like I always say, you know the drill. Danny's Dimes, a play I got in hockey tonight. But let's go ahead and begin with an update of those NBA MVP odds. So folks, like I said last week, about I guess 10 days ago technically, I went on a little rant here. I was telling you that DeMar DeRozan needs some respect in the MVP race and that before the All-Star break, the number was not going to be the same. He was in the midst of breaking a record set by none other than Will Chamberlain. Well, he breaks that record. He had the Bulls going on a five-game win streak into the All-Star break and he went from about 40 to one to as low as 25 to 1. Flash forward to last night, and there fast forward, excuse me, to last night, and then you look at the performance he dished out once again against the Atlanta Hawks in a spot that we keep saying for some reason the market goes against them. Small home favorite, they win and they cover again. And again, DeMar DeRozan goes over 35 points on better than 50% shooting from the floor. He extends that historical stat now to eight games in a row. Now his odds is short as 10 to 1 at some books. But Bet Rivers, to be exact, has DeMar DeRozan at 12 to 1 odds. And you can get him as high as 14 to 1 if you look around some other places in the state of Illinois. Now to round out the rest of the MVP list, Joel Embiid's still the short shot, folks. He's plus 130. Jokic moves down a tad bit, actually, to plus 250. 
Then Giannis Antetokounmpo is at plus 350. Steph Curry, John Morant, DeMar DeRozan all consist in the range of 12 to 1. Folks, like we've been saying, I mean, you got to get Steph Curry out of there. You got to get John Morant out of there. They're not actually serious considerations, despite what the odds are telling you. They are nowhere near in the same region right now as MVP candidacy as DeMar DeRozan. Yes, Steph Curry is a better player. You can definitely argue and be right about it compared to DeMar DeRozan. But what does the value of each respective player mean for their team? What did their team look like last season compared to this year? What has their team done in the past compared to how they're looking now? The Bulls are the number one team of the East. We all know this. This is a team that has dealt with so many injuries. We all know this. Yet DeMar DeRozan has been consistent. He's been breaking records. It's his first year with this team that hasn't been in the playoffs for years. And now they're at the top of the tougher conference, which is the Eastern Conference. So don't tell me that he's even with John Morant. Don't tell me that he's even with Steph Curry. Heck, don't even tell me he's even with Giannis when Giannis and his squad are not doing as well as the Bulls. It should be Embiid, Jokic, and DeRozan making up the top three of this list. And now with Harden coming into the mix for the 76ers, is that going to limit some of the dominance for Joel Embiid because he doesn't have to carry the weight of so much of the Sixers' success on his shoulders? Look, Embiid's still going to be at the top of the list, presumably, when we conclude this season. But when we talk about turnarounds and we talk about narratives, DeMar DeRozan, as I've said many times, and you've seen people retweet it and bring it up again and again and again, Outlets were saying that was the worst free agency signing this offseason. A lot of this award goes to the narrative, a guy who was apparently washed up in his best days behind him. Now he started in the All-Star game, and he's breaking records set by Will Chamberlain. And now he's doing another clutch performance last night, fadeaway and one. Another clutch shot. This guy is unbelievable. The media is finally talking about it. Heck, his peers are vouching for him. I mean, you got LeBron James posting Instagram stories. Draymond Green, Chris Paul tweeting about it. You even have James Harden tweeting about it, who is the new teammate of the MVP short shot, Joel Embiid. They're all telling you it, and so is national media now, and you can still get him as high as 14 to 1 odds. If you missed the boat at 40 to 1, which I hope you didn't, I still think he should get involved with double digit odds or better for DeMar DeRozan. Looking into the metrics a little bit, I think one that's pretty fascinating based on how much value a guy like DeMar brings to the team is a stat that's win probability added. And what win probability added measures is it's the win probability added by player due to made slash missed shots, getting fouled, made slash missed free throws, and turning the ball over. DeMar DeRozan's at the top of the list at 9.38 win probability added. The next closest, Steph Curry. Almost a four-point difference. He's at 5.73. Are you kidding me? Then Jokic at 5.61. Then Embiid at 4.85. And the list goes on and on and on. It is not close. And you look at clutch factor. DeMar DeRozan in 99 clutch minutes this season. He's got 120 points. That's second in the NBA. Embiid does beat him in that category, actually. But he's got 55.6% from the field in clutch time. And about 89% from the charity stripe, which are both first in the NBA. And he's got 16 assists compared to three turnovers. He's got a plus 58 plus minus in those minutes, which is fifth in the NBA. And the four players ahead of him are all on the Suns. Chris Paul, Bridges, Booker, and Crowder. Looking even deeper into it via InPredict, at InPredict on Twitter. Highest win probability added in clutch situations this season. DeMar DeRozan is number one at 4.9. Folks, he's more than double of the next guy behind him. And that's Steph Curry at 2.3. Jokic is at 2.0. 
Embiid's not even in the top five. What are we talking about? How is DeRozan not 1A, 1B, or 1C with Jokic and Embiid right now for MVP consideration? You know what? If the books aren't going to give him his respect, I will gladly jump in on it again for DeMar DeRozan. If the Bulls finish as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, I guarantee you DeMar DeRozan is winning NBA MVP. And you can still get pretty solid value right now as high as 14-1 to 1 at some of the shops here in Illinois. Take advantage of it while you can. They got a big game tomorrow against a team that embarrassed them on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and that's the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant, who apparently is in the same conversation as DeMar DeRozan, which we all know isn't true. But if the Bulls can bounce back from that loss where they didn't even have a healthy roster, they didn't even have Levine, at least to get him for this game, and DeRozan can get 30-plus once again, it's just going to keep getting shorter for DeMar DeRozan. So I implore you to please get involved on this guy. If the Bulls continue to have success and he keeps batting those stats, they are going to vote him NBA MVP, and you're not going to want to miss out. So we had to address it to get things kicked off because, man, I am pumped. I am excited. And us here in Chicago want it. We need it. We are embracing it, and we hope you can jump on the train with us. All right. Speaking of Chicago, I want to transition a little bit because we don't have a Bulls game tonight, but we do have another game happening here in the Windy City, and that is going to be involving hockey, where the Blackhawks, finally, after their long break, they haven't played since Sunday, uh, they get relatively a favorable matchup hosting the New Jersey Devils. Well, at least originally it was a favorable matchup. They opened minus 145. Now you're seeing them minus 112 at Bet Rivers. The Devils go from plus 125 to minus 105 are their odds. So the steam has been coming on the road team, New Jersey. A lot of that has to do with the fact that, yes, the Blackhawks just are not good. And because Kevin Lankinen is going to be in the net, not Mark andre Fleury. Kevin Lankinen's been out for quite some time. And look, folks, he's obviously not the same goalie that we saw him have successful flashes last season. Overall, he's 2-5-4, and 3.41 goals against average, and a save percentage of 89%. But he has done a little bit better at home. 2-1-1, 2.22 goals against average, and a save percentage of 92%. So not too shabby out of Lankinen. But again, guys, look, the Blackhawks, they've been off since Sunday. You'd think the rest would be in their advantage, but really nothing's in the advantage of Chicago. They've lost their last four out of five games. I guess if you want to point towards something that could be an advantage, it's the fact that maybe the Devils are a little bit weary here. So their legs are tired because they played last night. They won at Pittsburgh 6-1. to one. All right? So maybe they have some momentum. Maybe they're a little bit tired. You could look at it either way. I personally don't think it's the most appetizing game to want to get involved with. But John Gillies looks like he's going to be the starter. He's getting a nod for the Devils. He's 3-8-1 this season. Not great. 3.50 goals against, uh, goals against average, 89% with his saves. On the road, a little bit better, 2-3-0, 2.7 goals against average, and a save percentage of 91%. But again, folks, people are not respecting Chicago in this market, and I can't say I disagree with them. Again, they opened minus 145. Now you see them at about minus 112, almost a pick Almost a pick for the Chicago team that should be in a very advantageous spot, but it's just not been the case. And you know how I keep joking about the Chicago team. There's always one team in every sport that just tends to screw you. And for hockey, it's the Blackhawks for me. So I'm staying away regardless. If I was looking to approach it, I think what you should do is wait for an in-game number. I get in-game and hockey is not necessarily as fun or as opportune as maybe the NBA. 
but see what these teams look like coming out of the gate. See what the momentum of each squad seems to be. See who's attacking the net a lot more and getting more shots on goals, and then look to approach it from that angle. That would be the way I would handicap 7.30 p.m. start time for the Blackhawks and the Devils tonight here in the Windy City. We'll have more hockey action coming up later in the show. Last segment, actually, I got to play with some hockey action, so we'll get you covered then. But in between, we're going to talk some NBA with Alex Berutha in about 20 minutes or so from now. But coming up next, how about host of the Philadelphia City cast, Ryan Rosti? We got to bring him on. I'm talking all about DeRozan, but he's got to back his guy, Joel Embiid, up. We'll see how he thinks Harden is going to do in his Sixers debut and much more with Ryan Rosti. So that's coming up next right here on Rush Hour. It is BCB Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available and you get hooked up several episodes a week great local sports betting content. 
Alrighty, back at it. The show is Rush Hour. The network is VEASAN. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois. Thank you for being with us on this Friday evening. So if you heard the beginning of the show, naturally, I went on a rant again about DeMar DeRozan winning MVP and him having a lot of hope around that. And, man, you can tell the energy for myself. I'm getting pumped. All my friends are. All the fans are in Chicago but we're not the only NBA fan base that's pretty excited right now. Also out in Philadelphia, they've got some excitement coming their way. The debut of one Mr. James Harden. So we got to address that with the host of the Philly City Cast, one of our favorite guys to have on the program, Ryan Rothstein at Wise Rye, where you could follow him on Twitter. So, Ryan, look, man, I mean, your Sixers, a three-point favorite on the road against the T-Wolves, total at about 229. What's the uh, what's the temperature of the fan base in Philly with the expectations so high for Harden tonight? Danny, this has to be the most anticipated regular season game in Philadelphia sports history. <laughs> like that that's the that's the uh, the honest truth right now. The hype, the excitement, the anticipation, the nerves. Um, I mean, it's all there. It's all there. Fans wherever they may be throughout the Delaware Valley, Philadelphia area. They just can't wait for this thing to get underway uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight, man. The, the, the hype is real. Oh, man. Well, yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm excited for you in that sense, too, because you and I talked about this like a month ago, maybe at this point, about the Sixers and their Eastern Conference futures odds. So, look, as much as I'm a Bulls fan, I mean, the goal here is to cast some of these long futures. And if the Sixers come through out of the East, not going to be too disappointed about that. But, Ryan, as we're looking at the narrow scope, obviously more centered on tonight. So, like I said, the spread's at three. And the first saw process, and I'm sure everybody saw process out by you, is to lay the points or take the money line with the Sixers. But look, Minnesota's got a pretty strong team, right? I mean, they got a solid young core. Cat, obviously, a beast down low and can shoot from deep. What do you think of this betting angle with this game, with the spread at three tonight? I, I don't know how the 76ers don't come out a winner in this one, and maybe I'm a little bit too close to this situation, but I just don't see how Joel Embiid's not going to come out completely dominant and that's nothing new, but his excitement level, I can't even imagine where that's at. And James Harden, he looks refreshed and he looks like a new guy once again, now that he's here in Philadelphia. So Minnesota's tough. Um, you had some opportunity to get this, this opened for a hot second, uh, 76ers getting a point. Uh, and then it quickly moved. I grabbed the 76ers minus one, uh, also had him on the money line pretty much uh, tomato, tomato there, but it's been quickly moving. Obviously the money's coming in heavy on the 76ers for obvious reasons, but you know, I, I think you should be okay with that. I, I'd, I'd be shocked, Danny, if the 76ers don't win this game and cover in uh, the bearded ones debut. Now, speaking of his debut, we're interested in his player props. And 21 and a half is the number we're seeing, Ryan. Minus 112 to the over, minus 114 to the under. If you want to bet number three point field goals made, the number's at two and a half. Juice is on the under, though, minus 167. And also Embiid's player prop for points is 31 and a half. Did you get involved in any of those selections? I'm staying away from the hardened player props. That's one thing I, I won't touch, Danny, because I have no clue. Um, you know, what, what this is going to look like uh, with, with this new duo. I don't know if, you know, Embiid's going to be forcing the ball to him to try and have Harden rack up the points, or it's going to be a slow, you know, integration of, of Harden on the team. So I'm, I'm staying away. I need to see a little bit 
before I start hammering James Harden player props. Um, and even for Joel Embiid, like this is not a game for me where I'm going to hammer Joel Embiid, especially with the points, because I'm just, I'm just not sure what this looks like now, especially opening night with this duo playing together. Yeah, I think that's a smart strategy. As excited as everybody is and you want to bet the overs automatically, maybe have some patience, wait to see how these two are playing together. And again, it's not an easy opponent going against Minnesota, so nothing wrong with just being a little bit of hesitant in the spot with those player props. But it should be a fun game. We'll be pumped to see how Harden does with the squad. And, Ryan, I mean, if all goes according to plan, the Sixers team will be looking mighty fine. And I talked about us getting those futures for them in the Eastern Conference. They were as high as 10-1, to 1, maybe even higher than that. Now, obviously, the numbers altered a little bit. They're about 3-1 to one to come out on top of the Eastern Conference. 7-1 to one at Bet Rivers to win the whole dang thing. Would you suggest anybody getting involved now? Would you tell them to wait to see how this plays out? Or how do you approach it now that the numbers have moved so dramatically? This is another tough spot because, you know, obviously if the 76ers come out scorching hot down the stretch here, 24 games remaining, I believe, for the 76ers in particular, then this number is going to, you know, only get uh, against you if it drops from 3-1 to one to plus 252 to 1 if they start, you know, putting some wins together. Um, so on one hand, if you're anticipating that, then obviously you grab it now, but for me, I'm not grabbing it now. And maybe it's because of, uh, the numbers that we spotted, you know, a month or two months ago when it was just an overwhelming number where it was a definition of a buy low spot. But for me, Danny, I'm, I'm waiting, right. I'm waiting to see how this plays out and there's going to be some growing pains, right? The Sixers aren't going to go 24 and 0 right here down the stretch. It's not going to be all unicorns and, and rainbows, in Philadelphia, not that it ever is. Um, you know, I expect some growing pains trying to figure out how to play Harden alongside Joel Embiid and how does it impact Tobias Harris? How does it impact Tyrese Maxey and the bench and Doc Rivers? And there's a lot of question marks. So I think if you anticipate some of those growing pains, you could end up getting a better number for the 76ers uh, two to four weeks from now, whenever it may be before the playoffs roll around. All right, Ryan, it's time for you to rebuttal about everything I was ranting about for MVP odds. Obviously, I'm supporting my guy, DeMar DeRozan. We were touting him at 40 to 1. You could get him with as good odds as 14 to 1 still now at this point, but there has been a huge movement with him, and rightfully so. But your big man, your guy, Joel Embiid, still the short shot at many books, including Bet Rivers, where we see him as plus 130. Are you a little bit worrisome now that DeRozan's catching up? And especially with the factor of Harden getting into the mix, will that maybe hinder some of the stats from Joel Embiid? Yes, it will. Um, you know, and I said this the other night, I, I hope it does hinder the stats for Joel Embiid. Yep. He's been carrying the entire team the, the whole season. So it's special. He's been special. But you don't want him to have that type of workload on his back. Uh, especially with James Harden. But even saying that, uh, Danny, I, I believe that Embiid will be able to continue to do enough to win this award because fair or foul in the NBA, it's, it's a narrative-driven league, and it just seems like all the voters uh, and everyone who's writing about the MVP award, all signs are pointing to Joel Embiid. But if you look at worst-case scenario down the stretch for the 76ers incorporating Harden, maybe they end up with the fourth or fifth seed. And it's going to be hard to not look at DeMar DeRozan if they finish first and he continues down this path of production individually. 
Exactly. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Can the Bulls finish above the Sixers? And that might not even be enough. The Bulls might have to get that number one seed. Because, again, I mean, Embiid had the narrative last season. Injury killed him. Had it coming into this year with the big value that you talked about. And now he's a short shot. But you're right. I think the main way for the Bulls or for DeRozan to win it is for the Bulls to become the number one seed in the East. So it's a tough task. But that's maybe what he's got to overcome as of this point. But should be a fun race nevertheless. Uh, Ryan, speaking of races, how about races for conference championship weekend coming up in college basketball? You, of course, have some interest with the Big East and Villanova, and they are the short shot to come out on top of the conference, plus 125. UConn, 3-1, to Providence, 6-1. to The list goes on. Anything you've delved into already or looking to bet come tournament time? You know, Villanova, I grabbed them. They were they're twenty six to one last time I checked at Bet Rivers to win the, the whole darn thing. Uh that's the national title. Uh, I think there's some value there and you have some different outs if you if you get that now and, and if you're anticipating a run with Nova, which I will never rule that out. But the number one seed still in play for Nova for the Big East tournament. Uh there's a big game tomorrow as as it relates to the Big East, Danny. Uh Creighton has to beat Providence for Villanova to have an opportunity to get the one seed in the big East tournament. Um, and, and if Villanova wins out and Creighton wins tomorrow. So Creighton Providence is a big one because if Villanova is able to get the one seed in the big East and run the table in the conference tournament, it's going to set them up nicely for the big dance. Ryan Rothstein, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more of his content, check him out on Twitter at wise, And of course, host of the Philly city cast, multiple episodes a week. Ryan, enjoy the new edition with James Harden. Best of luck, my friend, and enjoy your weekend. You too, Danny. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. You got it. Once again, at Wise Rye, where you can follow him on the tweets. Coming up next, we're still going to be talking a little bit of NBA. Alex Barutha joins us. His top plays on sides and some player props next. Start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com. It's including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. And the VSIN college hoop experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. So don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, which is free on VSIN.com. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Time to talk some more NBA this evening, going a little bit widespread. And for that, we bring on NBA assistant editor over at RotoWire, Alex Barutha at Alex underscore NBA Rutha on the tweets. Alex, thank you for making some time tonight, my man. I know we got a hefty slate to dive into, so let's begin right away with the most exciting game or anticipated game this evening, and that's going to involve Philadelphia and Minnesota. We were talking to the host of the Philly City Cats, Ryan Rothstein, last segment about this game. And, well, naturally, he really likes Philly in this spot, and apparently so does the market as the Sixers 
are up to a three-point favorite tonight. You think James Harden being added to the squad can take care of business against the T-Wolves? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to share his sentiment as well. I think, you know, this Harden and Embiid combination, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it does take a few games for it to gel perfectly, but just having those two guys on your team, I mean, Embiid might be, uh, Embiid could easily win the MVP this season. Harden has played at an MVP level recently. I think having those guys on the same team together, even if it's for their first game, um, I think they have a really strong chance of being the Timberwolves on the road. Um, like I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure I would take the over on James Harden's props, like points and rebounds or assist props, for example. Um, Cause I think him and Embiid will kind of, uh, you know, might defer to each other a little bit, but I, I think it'll be a fantastic game. Um, you know, and going forward, I think it'll be interesting to see how Embiid's numbers get affected because his usage rate has been absolutely through the roof this season. And maybe that Hargan presence uh, lowers his, you know, field goal attempt count and his assist count because he's not doing so much work out of the post all the time. Yeah, I think that's arguably the most important storyline to watch out for is how is this going to affect Embiid? I mean, I'm sure in a positive manner, meaning that not all the weight is going to be on his shoulders constantly. But I think you bring up a good point of what's going to be interesting from the betting standpoint being the props, right? And we're seeing Harden at about 21 and a half with his points specifically and Embiid still up there at about 30, 31 and a half. I know you mentioned the combo prop with the points, rebounds and assists. Were there any specifically that you did bet some money on tonight that you would recommend? Uh, I was taking mostly a look at the Embiid under points and assist prop. The assist prop at three and a half is a little low, so maybe just points. But, you know, I think he will seed uh, some possessions to Harden in these first few games, not letting Harden dominate the game or take over the team or anything like that, but just letting him get comfortable, um, you know, playing together. And so, yeah, I just I don't think there will be those as many possessions where they're just throwing it into Embiid and he's working, trying to get a jump hook or a fade or there's a ton of guys running off ball and he's kicking out. Uh, I think Harden's going to dominate some more of those possessions. So. Harden's props for me were a little harder to lock down and say, yeah, I think he's going over or under. I think there's great arguments for both sides, but Embiid was someone I felt a little more comfortable taking the unders on. All right, Alex, well, let's move along. Talk another game tonight, 8 p.m. Central time tip off. We've got the Jazz hosting the Mavericks. This is also a pretty fascinating game, and we're seeing Utah as a six-point favorite, total at about 217 and a half. How do you like that home court advantage for the Jazz tonight? Yeah, the home court advantage in Utah is always great. I think this line makes sense. One thing that the the thing that stood out to me about the Mavericks since the new year, they have the second best defense in the NBA and the jazz are also one of the best defenses in the league when Gobert is available, which he is this game and has been recently uh, to me. I think there's a good chance this game goes under. At least that's the first thing that stuck out to me is going under the total because both these teams are playing excellent defense. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe this is finally the game that Doncic cools down. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. Over the past month, he's averaging 36, 11, and 9. Um, you know, if any team in the league might have a chance of slowing him down, it might be the Jazz. But at the same time, you know, uh, Dallas's offense is just so centered around Doncic at this point with, with Porzingis gone. Uh, it's hard to say. But ultimately, with how the defenses are playing here, I do like the under. 
Yeah, you mentioned the dynamic of this Mavericks team, considering the absence of Porzingis and what occurred before the trade deadline. And obviously, we saw Doncic go off and just absolutely kill it offensively. What do you think the ramifications of that move is going to be in the long run come postseason time? Is Doncic going to have enough help now that Porzingis isn't in the mix? I mean, I get the on and off stats and how much better Doncic may do, but long run in a seven-game series, is that really going to benefit this team? It's that's really tough to say. I mean, it's I understand the concept that they're going for, and maybe they just felt like they had to give off the Porzingis contract, but I don't think it necessarily helps them for this season immediately. You're kind of, you know, these this team is now sort of reminiscent of some of those early LeBron teams in Cleveland, where it was LeBron sound, uh, surrounded by just a kind of uh, a ton of role players who they aren't bad, but they aren't going to, you know, win you a series by any stretch of the imagination at the same, t same time, they all know their role. They all play good defense. And so as long as uh Doncic doesn't get shut down, which you could argue, he just, just can't be shut down at this point. He's played so well in the postseason, even the few appearances that we've seen from him. Um, I think there is a chance they still, you know, win a first round series and keep things really competitive into the second round. All right, Alex, I know we were talking about props for that uh, Sixers and Timberwolves game, but you have some interest in another matchup tonight with some props involving OKC and Indiana, and Tyrese Halliburton is a guy that stood out to you. What exactly with his prop do you think could be viable tonight? Well, since joining the Pacers, uh, he's averaging 21 points on 15 shots plus 11 assists. And I've seen his props as low as 25 and a half for combined points and assists. Uh, I mean, he's nearly, ta he's taking 15 shots a game. You combine that with the five assists. It's just his, his usage rate with this uh, Indiana team is so high, much higher than it was in Sacramento. And they are getting Brogdon back from an Achilles injury, but Brogdon was out like a month and a half. I don't think he's going to come in and play 15, 20 minutes and be a significant factor. I just think the number is, is too low. I think the odds makers are kind of underrating how, how good Halliburton has been. Um, you know, I mean, we saw how, we, how well he played without Fox when Fox missed time in Sacramento. He was constantly pulling up 20 and 10 games. And if you see a prop in the mid-20s at that point, it's hard not to like the over. And you're going against one of the worst teams in the league in OKC who doesn't have their best defender in Lou Dort. Uh, and that's not even to mention that uh, last time Halliburton played the Thunder, which was actually his final game in Sacramento, he went off for 13 points and 17 assists. So wow. to me, there's just plenty of signs pointing towards an over game on the points and assists for Halliburton. All right, Alex, final prop we'll get into. We got about 90 seconds. Tell us about Pascal Siakam tonight and his points, rebounds, and assists prop and why you were favoring betting that one. So... OG Ananobi uh, just got ruled out with a broken finger. Not clear how long he'll be out. Uh, they're going up, up against the Hornets right now. The Hornets are third in total points allowed to opponents, second in rebounds allowed to opponents, and first in assists allowed to opponents. And Siakam is exactly that type of well-rounded player, uh, triple-double threat, who can take advantage of, uh, of that, especially with Ananobi out. This month, Siakam's averaging 25, 10, and 5. The last time he played the Hornets, he went for 24, 11, and 8. So Hornets give up a ton of box score stats. They play fast. Ananobi's out. I think this is a great opportunity for Siakam to continue uh, being a driving force of the offense for this Toronto team. 
Oh, yeah, I like that angle a lot. I mean, yeah, the Hornets defense obviously hasn't been showing up too frequently this season. And Siakam, especially with the absence of Ananobi, could have himself primed for really a big night. So we'll definitely have to look for a solid bet on that one. And, hey, Alex, we appreciate the insight. Awesome tips out there. And best luck with all those plays, my man. Look forward to talking more hoops with you throughout the season. Great. Thanks for having me. Alex Barutha, ladies and gentlemen, at Alex underscore NBA Rutha on Twitter. More of his content you can get available at RotoWire, where he serves as the assistant NBA editor. But it's nice. How about it, right? We got the NBA back in the mix. A lot of action tonight. Had some solid games last night. And then tomorrow, we even got a big one to look forward to here in the Windy City with the Grizzlies coming to town to take on the Chicago Bulls. But we'll save you some more of the NBA talk. I know we have had plenty of it tonight. You can really never talk enough NBA, but we will switch it up, change those gears, and talk some hockey. Next segment is our final segment here on Rush Hour, which means it is time for my best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes, and we'll be looking at the hockey slate tonight. It's pretty chalky, but I think there's still a way we can handicap around it and hopefully gives our, uh, give ourselves a viable betting option for that hockey slate tonight. So stick around. Final segment coming here on Rush Hour consisting of Danny's Dimes. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. No 
more football, no problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, pro basketball, and much more. So don't miss out on the Bet Rivers many daily specials, or of course, you can try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can always count on your withdrawal approval happening fast with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. So get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, time for our final segment on this Friday evening. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke 5. You can catch me on Twitter at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. And you know what I'm going to say next. Final segment, you know the drill. My best bets, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes for tonight. We're coming off a 3-1 and one effort last evening. Looking to keep that rolling tonight with some more hockey action on this Friday evening hockey slate. So let's begin with the fact that the slate's not too appetizing, right? It's pretty chalky, and besides the chalk, well, you'd have to decide between a Blackhawks game, which we already didn't like, or the Kings and the Ducks game, which I don't really want to trust either of those teams. But I do trust a couple teams tonight, and I'm actually going to be looking to do a parlay, which seldom do I personally do here on this show. But when the time is right, when the situation is right, I do think it could be a viable selection. Now, fair warning, this isn't going to necessarily be the most attractive or pretty parlay with a big payout. It's more so just two good teams that I think are in good spots. And if we get the win, well, the win is the win. And well, we're not going too crazy what we're laying, but it comes out to about minus 139 or so, depending on where you get these numbers. But the first game that I am keying in on is this Hurricanes and Blue Jackets matchup. So this line immediately opened with Carolina at minus 278, and then it jumps right up. And now it's as high as minus 335 at Bet Rivers. So this matchup is quite fascinating because, believe it or not, this Columbus Blue Jackets team has been on quite the roll. They're on a four-game win streak coming into this contest. They're on the second leg of a back-to-back, and they beat the Panthers last night 6-3 to three on the road. Florida's such a dominant team at home, and the Blue Jackets, well, as of late, they've been dominant, but overall not really. But the thing that you kind of got to take into context is that Last second scratch for Bobrovsky, the starting goalie for the Panthers, was taken out. Johansson was put in, and Columbus did get a win. I mean, there's no discrediting anything they did. It's a very impressive win, regardless of who the goalie was. But so Columbus comes in on a four-game win streak, but they are on the second leg of a back-to-back. Can they keep it up against the top team and a team we have a Stanley Cup futures bet on? The Carolina Hurricanes. Well, the Hurricanes come in on a nice little win streak themselves, three games to be exact, and they have not played since Monday. So ample rest for this Carolina Hurricanes team. Now, this will be the fourth and final meeting between these two squads, and Carolina has won two out of the three matchups, one including a comeback of a four-goal deficit, and then they ended up winning 7-4. But most recently, Columbus did get the better of the two, and they won 6 to nothing on January 13th. So what's also an angle to consider for this matchup, besides that the Blue Jackets are on the second leg of a back-to-back and that they're up against a tough team, their goalie situation is kind of a mess right now. I mean, they got Merce Lincolns on IR, they got Corpusalo on IR, so their goalie that they've been putting out there, Barube, 
uh, he's going to have to go again. And he's been solid, so to speak, but he's going second leg of a back-to-back -back on the road in a tough environment. So overall this season, Jean-Francois Berube, he's 3-0-0, 3.00 goals against average, save percentage of 92.5%. He's only played one road game this season, and that just so happened to be last night at Florida. But he has allowed three goals, or in that game, excuse me, he allowed three goals on 42 shots. The other teams he faced were the Sabres and the Maple Leafs, and he did get the dubs, but we know how the Maple Leafs can be disappointing, and Buffalo's not that great. Overall, he has given up nine goals in three games. So he's done pretty well, but I'm not trusting him tonight, per se, because you're going up against one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League, one Frederick Anderson, who this season is 27-7-2, 2.12 goals against average, save percentage of 93%. Along with that, he's got two shutouts. At home, he's an absolute stud. 12-3-1, 2.23 goals against average, and a save percentage of 92.5%. Now, he's gone up against the Blue Jackets every time the teams have squared off, and he's 2-1-0 in those contests. Goals against average of 2.48, save percentage of 91%. Overall, out of 69 shots, he has saved 63 of them. So Frederick is the better goalie despite what Barube's been doing recently and the recent hot streak of this Blue Jackets team to me seemingly is going to come to an end. But I'm not going to lay minus 335 and I don't even want to lay minus 143 on the puck line because Columbus has been playing very well and to be quite frank, a puck line as high as minus 143 is really not too intriguing. So then I'm like, all right, what if I can get them in a parlay? Because I really think they win in this spot, but I don't love the puck line. The winning regulation's too steep, and minus 335's too steep. Well, let me pair it up with another game that I have some confidence and conviction in, and that's going to be this Blues and Sabres game. Now, the St. Louis Blues team, they've really been a solid squad at home, and they're going against a Buffalo team that has just been such a mess this year. They've lost their last four games, and, well, the Blues on the other side have won their last four out of five. And they've been off since Tuesday, so they've had some time to rest. And the goalie situation's kind of unique for this game. It was switching a little bit. It looked like it was going to be Bennington for the Blues, but now it looks like it's going to be Huso, who's been their top guy this season. I mean, look at these numbers. 12-3-2, 1.97 goals against average, 94% with his save percentage. Two shutouts, one of them occurring at home where he boasts a record of 8-1-0. 1.72 goals against average, 94% with his saves. He's been stellar, but he's even been beyond that at home. I mean, 8-1-0, come on. Dustin Tarkowski, or Tarkarski, uh, excuse me, going to be going on the opposing side. He is 5-7-4 for the Sabres. 3.35 goals against average, save percentage of 90%. On the road, 1-4-2. About three flat with his goals against average, 92% with his saves. He plays a lot better at home. Big disadvantages for the opposing teams, meaning the road teams in both of those games. And again, guys, I get it. It's not a pretty payout. The parlay isn't giving you plus money, what everybody wants to get when they bet the parlays. But sometimes that's not always the case in what could be a viable betting option. And again, I mean... Rarely. I mean, how often have you seen me do a parlay? Probably not more than about a few times since I've been hosting the show, which is almost two years at this point. So if I do it, I mean, maybe because I didn't like as much on the rest of the slate, but truthfully, I'd still think it's a solid 
betting option for tonight because the Hurricanes have the big advantage, in my opinion, a team that I think is worth the play, obviously, to win the Stanley Cup as we took them 11-1. By the way, you can still get them 10-1. And the Blue Jackets, I just think their hot streak comes to an end in a tough spot on the second leg of a back-to-back -back against a Carolina team that's better than you, better goalie, and well-rested. And then as for the Blues, well, the Blues are about to endure a road trip here, and they know they got to get a nice dub against an inferior opponent while they still can. And he got your best goalie in the net now. I mean, even with Bennington, I like the Blues, but certainly not as much as if it were going to be Huso, which it is going to be. So I feel a lot more comfortable with St. Louis in the spot. And even if you want to go the puck line with St. Louis, minus 129 is what you got to lay. So, look, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just a little bit more comfortable still laying a price but doing both money lines in a parlay. And you could add another team, obviously, if you want. But once you get to three, you're really rolling the dice there. And I guess if you wanted another team for me, it seems like the obvious choice, but nothing's really obvious. But it would probably be the Colorado Avalanche at about minus 295 against the Jets. But I didn't see the status of Nathan McKinnon. And if he's not in, well, it makes it a little bit tougher to want to trust Colorado to put him as a third leg in a parlay. So, again, seldom do we do this. But the official bet I do have tonight in the sport of hockey, we are going with the Hurricanes on the money line, tagging that along with the Blues on the money line for this evening. Now, before we end out here, another week of rush hour. It's an exciting weekend to look forward to. College basketball coming down to the wire. Some big NBA games coming. And, you know, I began the show ranting about DeMar DeRozan, but I just wanted to let you know in case you missed it, you can still get his odds as good as 14 to 1 if you shop around pretty much at any location, but specifically here in the state of Illinois. Bet Rivers themselves have him at about 12 to 1. It was kind of odd, so we went down to 10 to 1 and then bumped right back up to 12 to 1. So be it. But I I'm just telling you guys, I mean, if you think DeRozan's going to go off tomorrow against the Grizzlies, can get at least like 27 plus, and the Bulls can get a revenge dub against the Grizzlies, then this value is probably still going to keep decreasing. DeRozan's the real deal. His peers are talking about it. The national media is finally addressing it on a consistent basis, and he has the narrative-driven story coming around it for him, which is always a plus when it comes to these type of awards. So we'll see what happens. Keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully DeRozan and the Bulls can deliver us a big payday. But thank you, as always, to everybody for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. Big shout-out to our guy Ryan Rothstein, host of the Philly City Cast, for joining us. He's got a big game with Harden's debut to look forward to. Follow him on Twitter, at WiseRye. And then, of course, talking more NBA earlier with Alex Berutha, NBA assistant editor over at RotoWire, at Alex underscore NBA Rutha, where you could follow him on Twitter. And as for myself, at Danny Berg 5. Best of luck with all your plays tonight, folks. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch up again on Monday. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 